0: Today on Ag News Daily.
1: Those are levels that you should look at. Now, am I telling people to just jump in and buy everything? No, you got to walk in very cautiously because there's no doubt about it. This virus scare has definitely probably not run its course.
0: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Hashtag Market Monday. Well, not really a happy Market Monday, but it is Market Monday. Nonetheless, here on the Ag News Daily podcast, Delaney Howell joined by Mike Pearson.
2: Well, Delaney, there's always two sides to every trade, and for some folks, it is a very happy Market Monday. With soybeans down a huge amount, end users are able to lock up on uh, you know, input costs and really lock in some pretty low prices here. So, you know, not a great day for the producer, but not a bad day at all if you're an end user.
0: I guess that is true.
2: Well, but I tell you what, it is all news being driven by this, Delaney, should we say it? Yeah,
0: coronavirus, I know. Or COVID-19. That's
2: right, COVID-19 continues to cause shocks in the market. Continues to cause shocks here in the state of Illinois, in which I now reside. Over the weekend, it was announced that bars and restaurants are to close today.
0: Yeah, I think for like a month, isn't that right?
2: Yeah, probably. Stupid.
0: I think... um... So Michigan, I know, has also done that, as well as Illinois, like you said there. I believe Iowa, they have a press conference this afternoon at 4.30, I think, Central Time. And I'm guessing that's what Governor Reynolds is going to announce as well, is that schools, bars, restaurants, etc. are going to be shut down for a month.
2: Yes, so this is understandably causing a lot of concern as we look to ethanol in a big way. If people don't have bars and restaurants to go out to, where are they going to be driving? We were initially excited somewhat when we saw that uh, crude oil prices had fallen in thinking that might spur more people to take some trips. You know, I took a trip this weekend because prices had finally gotten cheap enough. Hopped on a plane for $100 and flew to Arizona for the weekend. Round trip tickets. 68 yeah. bucks. I can go to Tampa. Yeah, There are some great discounts out there if you don't mind sitting in an airport. But... It is now looking less like these low oil prices are going to spur driving, not because people might not want to, but because there will be nothing to drive to. Large events being canceled means restaurants, and bars being closed, means that people just don't have any place to go. I was talking to Ted Seifert, our chief market strategist here at Zaner, and he made the commute in this morning, took him about half the time than it usually does, Mm. just because fewer people were out on the road. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It is absolutely crazy, Delaney. But I suppose we still have some news happening in the world of agriculture. Do you have any stories for us?
0: I mean, it's all mostly tied to coronavirus. And since you already opened that door, I'm going to just continue on and plow through it. That's right. So we saw over the weekend, as we talked about on the podcast last week, that there is, of course, a bill going on right now being debated in Congress about potentially having some sort of a relief package, an emergency relief package here because of the coronavirus. We saw the House pass the bill with a landslide vote on Sunday. We're now waiting, all eyes on the Senate, to see what they do and how quickly they can act on this relief package. Essentially, it's going to be a lot of um, dollars for those folks that can't work because their works are shut down, or like the bars and restaurants thing, for some of those folks who don't have vacation days or sick days, whatever, we uh, will have some money sent to those folks, as well as a lot of SNAP and food distribution and food assistance packages will be a large portion of that bill, but... Sounds like it is just a matter of time before the House passes it as well.
2: Well, you know, it definitely seems like they're going to have to do something. You know, I, I flew out to Arizona to see my little sister. I haven't seen her in two years, and she is a server out there at a pretty high-end restaurant in North Scottsdale, and she said that uh, starting on Friday, right, it was yesterday, and today everybody is trying to pick up shifts so they can set aside a little cash in case Arizona goes through a similar, you know, shut the bars and restaurants down thing, because there's no way for them to make money if they're closed
0: right exactly
2: well speaking of closed delaney Canada is closed. They've closed their borders to all foreign nationals except U.S. citizens, which I imagine make up the largest share of travelers into Canada um, as of today. And uh, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau urged people to stay at home to spread the, uh, stop the spread of coronavirus. Trudeau said, quote, we will be denying entry into Canada to people who are not Canadian citizens or permanent residents. And uh, Canada closed their borders.
0: Yes, and we also saw over the weekend that President Trump, as well as the CDC, gave out some guidelines for U.S. citizens as well. Again, caution folks to travel. They also put out, the CDC put out, I guess it's a recommendation, not a requirement, because they can't control people meeting, but they suggested that folks don't meet in groups larger than 50 people. And we also saw President Trump basically called out some of the people that have been you know stockpiling toilet paper and hoarding groceries and other supplies he said he's talked to multiple grocery store executives they're not worried about running out of products and they said people quit stocking up you're making it hard for the people that need these products to be able to access them and they said you know buy your groceries like you normally would a week maybe two weeks worth of product don't go out and stockpile your toilet paper
2: right i think that certainly bears repeating you know the food system continues to operate as uh as expected in this country the challenge is that with everybody rushing to the store and stockpiling shelves are going empty before new yeah. supplies can be delivered i mean the, the, we're not running out of food everybody right. we're fine chill out
0: farmers are still gonna farm it'll be great
2: that's right we're still gonna have beef we're still gonna have pork in fact you know we're gonna have some great Specials on beef and pork, I would think, if we uh, continue to see the cash market fall the way it has been falling.
0: Yes. And, you know, I mean, there's obviously the big concern now that we are heading into a global recession. And because of that, Mike, we saw the Fed cut interest rates again yesterday to near zero percent.
2: Yes, yes, record, uh, I believe it was a record drop, a one-time drop from the Federal Reserve, 100 basis point drop, and a $700 billion um, commitment to quantitative easing, basically purchasing some treasuries and some uh, secondary market mortgages.
0: They also announced, I, I I think I understand this, but you may have a little bit better feel for this, but they also announced that effective March 26th, they are going to reduce their reserve requirement ratios to zero percent, and so the way I understand that is banks are required now to have zero percent in reserve
2: yeah, so banks, the idea is this would free up this would free up banks to make a lot more loans right. because they don't have to have those loans backstopped by reserves on hand,
0: yeah, right, so which is crazy because it's isn't that what happened during like the great Depression or the some of the crisis during the eighties.
2: Um, No, not entirely. Uh, But it is somewhat similar to the issues that developed during the Great Recession of 2008. Basically, banks were making loans. They didn't have the capital to backstop those loans when they started to go bad. Then there needed to be a bailout. But I think this points to the fact that overall – Things are still fairly healthy. Now, granted, we are going to see some shocks to the service industries. We're going to see shocks to airlines. In fact, the airlines just requested a $50 billion bailout between March 1st and May 18th. Um, so, I mean, there are going to be some, some hits to the business cycle. But if the food is still being made, the, you know, everything is still happening, these businesses are just going to need loans to get through this slump. Hopefully it is just a short-term yeah. slump.
0: Yep, Absolutely.
2: We do have good news, however, Delaney.
0: We do. We have a Yeah. We, I know. I hope I hope we're thinking on the same thing here.
2: The Nopa soybean crush?
0: Oh no. You share your good news and I'll share mine. Okay.
2: National Oil Seed Processors Association announced their February crush earlier today and it was a record. Hundred and sixty six point three million bushels of soybeans were crushed into bean meal and bean oil. Um this was uh like I say a, a record high and we've also seen some exports uh eh, Eh, not great news on the exports, but um, pretty much right on par with last year for exports. But the good news is we are crushing beans. Um, we'll see what happens in March as things continue to change thanks to coronavirus. But that is the good news I had there. Now, that did nothing to stem the red ink in the soybean markets earlier today, but still positive. We're getting through, uh, getting through this massive bean carryout. It'll be interesting to see how – what future changes the usda makes in their world agricultural supply and demand estimates so that's my good news delaney but you've got more good news
0: yes we look at us it's basically christmas up in her (laughs) right we saw i think it was either late friday afternoon or over the weekend we saw canada officially ratify the usmca agreement and so now all three countries as we know have signed off we're heading now into implementation process
2: all right well that is good news and delaney guess what what I've got one more piece of good
0: news. Oh, good.
2: UX Corn Export Inspections posted the biggest weekly total in 41 weeks. Uh, Basically, we inspected 978,000 metric tons for export, which was in line with analysts' expectations, but on the very, very high end. Analysts were expecting 800,000 to 1.05 million. We came in at 978, So very, very strong week. We did see a lot of traditional purchases from our regular customers. Mexico and Japan were the biggest buyers and then we also saw a number of south and central american countries step up and make some purchases. So that was the uh that was the good news there. We're getting that corn not just purchased but shipped off the coast of the US helping bring down those carryouts.
0: Yes, well I think the that might be the end of the good news for today, but uh, the other couple of quick pieces of news I had were still unfortunately coronavirus related one of which is the USDA has had an employee test positive for COVID-19 and has shut off part of their headquarters in Washington, D.C. We also Mm. continue to see President Trump remain adamant that China is going to follow through on promises to purchase U.S. ag products this year. However, I don't understand how they can possibly think that's going to happen.
2: Say that one again for me, Delaney.
0: President Trump remains adamant that China will continue to buy you know that thirty six and a half billion dollars worth of u s ag products, but I don't oh. understand you know how he can think that will possibly happen,
2: yeah, yeah, I'm not sure either because we definitely saw a drop in soybean inspections going to china um there was no. Uh, inspections of soybeans bound for China in this last week. Total U.S. soybean export inspections hit 436,000 metric tons, down from 579 in the previous week and well below analysts' expectations of 525,000 to 725,000 metric tons, Um, basically all because China didn't step in and and take any deliveries this past week. The biggest shipper or the biggest buyer of beans shipped was Egypt, in fact, which I thought was interesting.
0: Well, yeah, I think China's been watching and knowing that we're probably uh, making our way here towards the bottom hopefully soon. Who who knows? We're going to talk to Jim McCormick about that here in just a little bit What the markets. But I'm guessing they're going to wait as long as possible to make any sort of ag product shipments and purchases because they know that commodities are definitely going to continue to probably head lower from here.
2: Yeah, yeah, certainly has been a volatile week and a half, Delaney. But I tell you what, I am all out of news. Should we jump into markets, or do we have any more stories for us wait, today? Wait,
0: okay, wait. I lied. I have one other. I guess if you want to call it good news, I'm going to call it good news. But lay it on us. For those of you who procrastinate on doing your yearly taxes, it seems that because of COVID-19, we're also going to see the IRS push back the tax date, which is typically Hooray! April 15th. Um, lawmakers, from what I've read, are calling on the IRS to push back the deadline for as little as three months. Really? Yeah. So they're 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 asking April to May, at May least, to June, June, July. Yeah. So I've got
2: until July to actually but, uh, get out my tax paperwork and get stuff done.
0: That's not that's not gospel yet, but they're expecting to see some sort of announcement made today, likely.
2: All right. Well, you'll have to keep us surprise. And, uh, yeah, hopefully I can continue to put that off.
0: Yes, I know. I figured you would be one of those people that would be procrastinating on that.
2: (laughs) Absolutely. I'm a big believer in the, oh, shoot, it's April 13th. Let's throw some numbers together and get a check in the mail, because I'm always having to write a darn check.
0: Yeah, I know.
2: (laughs) If I were getting a refund, by golly, I'd have it done on the 1st of January.
0: You're also probably going to be a lot more delayed this year to get refunds back, too. So I guess whatever side you fall on, good news or bad news.
2: Right. Well, it's good news for me. Well, it's good news for consumers of commodities today. Delaney, bad news for producers. Like you say, there's good and bad news on both sides of these stories. What do you say? Should we jump in and see finally where the market's wrapped up for today?
0: Let's do it, Mike. And, of course, our markets are sponsored by agmarket.net. We're talking to one of those great folks here in just a little bit, Jim McCormick. So stay tuned. But in the meantime, if you've got questions, you can always head to their website, agmarket.net, to get more information.
2: Fantastic. And I know they have spent the past twenty four hours, just like the guys here at the Zayner Ag Hedge office, trying to get a handle on what is going on in these markets and try to put strategies together to help folks manage some risk. And risk we have. Starting with the corn market today, the May corn contract down eleven cents to finish at three fifty four and three quarters. December new crop down six cents at three sixty seven even. In soybeans, the May was off twenty seven cents on the day, closing at eight twenty one and three quarters. November new crop down nineteen and three quarters to finish at eight. 44 and three quarters over in chicago wheat the may contract down eight cents dropping to 498 even sub five dollar wheat first time we've seen that in quite a little while december new crop down seven and a half to finish the day at 516 and a quarter looking over at the world of livestock we've got the well live cattle feeder cattle and lean hogs all taking advantage of expanded limits today. Unfortunately for producers, the April Live Cattle contract dropped three dollars seventy two and a half cents at ninety one eighty five. June down four fifty to finish the day at eighty five twenty five. Over in feeder cattle, the March contract down excuse me, I don't care about March. April contract down four fifty to close at one oh eight ten the May also down four fifty to finish at one hundred nine ninety-seven fifty. Lean hogs, the April contract down two dollars forty cents, closing at fifty-three ninety seven fifty. The May, limit down, expanded daily trading limit of four dollars fifty cents to close at fifty-eight twenty. Over in dairy, we've got class three milk actually with a little bit of green. The March contract was up a penny at sixteen thirty-five, with the April up seven cents on the day at fifteen ninety seven. Without further ado, let's kick it over to our friend Jim McCormick from Agmarket.net.
0: Well, as promised, for today's Hashtag Market Monday discussion, we are joined by Jim McCormick of agmarket.net. Jim, not a fantastic day to talk markets if you are a producer, but if you're an end user, today was probably some great day to great day to make an advantage of this market.
1: Yes, it was. I mean, for the producers, no doubt about it. It's been a very frustrating day to see the markets down hard pretty pretty much across the scale. But yeah, as you mentioned, Delaney, if you're an end user, if you look historically, when you get these beans or the carryout numbers we're projecting down at the low eights, it's where end users should step up and think, hey, this may be where I need to start locking it in. Same thing for December corn. Historically, December corn doesn't get much below 360 until we get through pollination and see what type of crop we have. So we're moving down to areas near levels that should be looked at on the energy side. You get crude oil below $30, historically, that's a good value heating oil it gets the DIE diesel guys if it gets below a dollar those are levels that you should look at now am i telling people to just jump in and buy everything no you got to walk in very cautiously because there's no doubt how it this virus scare has definitely probably not run its course but now the time if you're an in-user to definitely step up and say maybe i got to start at least dipping my toe into that water and start locking in some of these needs because they probably are undervalued in the big picture well, when you talk about end users, you know, one of the industries that has really struggled
2: in this last year has been uh, biodiesel producers. When you look out at soybeans today after a 25-cent drop, is there? would this be the time to, to jump in and try to catch that falling knife, or do you let things settle out for a day or two, see
1: where the market really wants to go? Well, I think you gotta let it settle out right now at this point in time. I mean, unless your your margins are really monstrous, but I doubt they are. I mean, the fact of the matter is, I think you got Bino. I think today's trading at 13-year lows. You know, that's probably gonna have more of an impact on those biodiesels when there's just there's so much Bino in the world as the as the world the economies are grinding down. Remember, guys, we're just hearing the headlines now of the coronavirus affecting the U.S., it is still running rampant across the world. So everyone's locking down. People are not going out to eat, and that's just having a negative impact down the line. Now, eventually what you're going to find is things do get undervalued, and these end users will step up. But right now, I guess if you're asking my opinion, today, today we bottomed it. Unfortunately, I don't think we're there yet. I think there's just too much uncertainty in the marketplace just yet as to where we're going to be a week, 10 days from now on this virus front.
0: And so, Jim, as you continue talking here, soybeans for both, I guess, old crop in particular, for folks that are still sitting on some old crop soybeans, thinking maybe they're kicking themselves if they didn't make some sales already, but what strategies would you employ for folks that are still sitting on old crop that maybe want to sell and buy back on the board?
1: Well, right now, I guess... I would tell people, we're telling people to take a very low risk type of position. If they feel like they need to move bean bean specific or even corn right now to generate cash flow, I would say, yes, you want to look at re-owning it. I would probably go with more like a shorter term option play where your premium is not as much. The one thing we're noticing is the put premium is exploding, but the call premium is still not devaluing. There's not a steal out there, I guess is what I'm saying. But, you know, you can come out there. And just to put an you know an idea on it, like a July beans are trading at 8:30. You can come out there and you you can buy some you know 8:40, 8:50 calls, 8:60 calls, maybe for around 20 cents, where you at least know your fixed risk. That's the most important thing is know where your risk is. If you're tempted to go into the future side, and I have several customers are consider buying a put on the other side where you at least know your worst case scenario. Because the fact of the matter, guys is. We're, this is one of those what a lot of people talk about, a black swan event. We just don't know how this is going to play out. We're hopeful and optimistic we're near the lows, but if the virus gets out of control and we have, you know, there's two ways we're looking at it right now. The first one's kind of the South Korea model where they kind of get this under control. And yet, as they talk about flatten that line where we don't overwhelm the healthcare system and we'll get through this. And I think that's the case. this market's probably going to get closer to the, but if we follow the Italy form where it looks like it's out of control and the deaths are ramping up, we could have more fear driving into the market. so if you want to get into it, you want to be able to control that risk so you don't uh, lose more than you than you anticipate, plain and simple yeah
2: yeah they've uh, they've called these markets face rippers for a reason. so a day like today can certainly just rip your face off if you are unprepared or, or uncovered on the downside.
1: Well, that's it. I mean, we're encouraging producers out there, you know, especially producers who have got spec positions on take a realistic approach to how much risk you want to carry. Because right now, there's just no way to quantify it. And I do want to stress, guys, in the long run, we are optimistic. I mean, the one thing I'm looking at is if you look at what we're doing, we, what, $8 billion bailout package was Mm -hmm. approved over the weekend. What was the previous package was about another $8 billion potentially. Chuck Schumer just came out. He wants to put another $750 billion economic stimulus package into the system. The airlines are asking for $50 billion worth of bailout money. The question you've got to ask is, how are you going to pay for it? No one's got the money. So you're pretty much going to have to print it, and you're going to probably bring inflation into the system. When you bring inflation into the system, there's two things that traditionally happens. Commodities go up and the dollar weakens a little bit. So that could be the pretense down the line i'm not saying today i'm not saying tomorrow it may be months or even a year away but the aspect of inflation coming back which will be friendly commodities is definitely in play because it's not going to be just the u.s government it's going to be europeans it's going to be the asians it's going to be the chinese it does not matter everyone's going to do everything they can to jumpstart these economies and get the consumer out and spending once we get through this virus hopefully sooner than later and that will be bullish and you will get that snapback in demand, especially on products that we deal with. Food, people have to eat.
2: They have to eat, and one of the things we mentioned during the introductory segment to the show today is they're are eating. They're going out there, they're, they're buying the meat cases out of meat, they're buying the bread counters out of bread, they're were, were running out of food, quote-unquote, um, you know, basically at the retail level. And yet, looking at the meat markets in particular, we continue to see fat cattle, lean hogs, feeder cattle, completely collapse. And I know, as Ted Seifert is fond of saying, we trade futures, not nows, and so we're watching for the future um, economic hurt from this virus but geez, aren't we getting down here to a real value level the june live cattle at 85 bucks august also trading at 85 i mean
1: yeah there's a part of me that wants to just step in here with both hands jim talk me out of it well i think you can i mean if you look at in a pure historical model okay you look on monthly charts of beans or monthly charts of cattle and hogs when you get down to these levels you are at value and i know if you're a producer out there you've got to be incredibly frustrating I am right now. I mean, I look at it right now. The box beef jumped $12 today.
0: Mm-hmm. And it makes
1: sense it's jumping $12 because if you look at the pictures flying around Twitter, the shelves are being empty. The, as the marketplace is, a little bit of panic, a little bit plain and simple. How am I going to feed all these kids who are now home for the next two, three weeks? So we're seeing that. The, obviously, those Packers, they're going to make a lot of money. There's a lot of sacrifice going on in the world right now. We're telling people, we're telling restaurants to shut down. Try to control this pandemic, try to keep people healthy. It'd be nice hopefully that we see this cash market not absolutely collapse and not follow the futures down. Instead follow the box beef up. There's money to be spread around. Let's hopefully show these Packers will show a little bit of niceness to the ag industry and you know, give back some of those massive profits they're gonna have near term. Because like like you said, you know, near this market the futures market is just trading a pure panic of what's gonna happen down the line. You know, near term would be nice, but to answer your question, yeah, I think if you get down these levels, you've got to be looking at ways to get into this market, consider low-risk ways, options, if you're a producer down there. But, yes, value is down here. And, you know, the one thing I think you're going to see is is you keep people pinned up over the next couple of weeks, and everyone stays home and does not go out to eat. I know here in Illinois, I don't know where is the rest of the states, but in Illinois they've literally shut down restaurants and bars you can get food, but it's only takeout or drive through, so we're going to keep a lot of people home. But what happens after you know blizzards and all that? People tend to get out they're going to want to spend their money they want to go back on vacation this summer, so I do think you're going to see a huge demand pop prop back come back in I guess I should say to the beef and the pork industry It's just a matter of timing. So to get into the market, you want to go very lightly if you're in it, because when it does happen, I believe it's going to be relatively quick. Timing is going to be the hard part to figure out, though, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, get a little cabin fever. I'm already getting some. But, uh, Jim, as you look at these markets, when do you think things will start to stabilize? Is it going to be based solely on news creation of saying yes the coronavirus is finally at stabilization or maybe the decline or is there another factor that could trigger some stabilization here some bottoming out in these commodities
1: well I think for on on the protein side I think the market's probably got to see a little bit of stabilization on the on the corona side of the situation the fact of the matter is we're just not doing enough testing I mean, but we're going to ramp that up. And as we ramp it up, we're going to get a better handle, guys, of what's actually out there. And I think what the market's going to want to look at, like on the stock market and on the protein side is, you know, signs that this thing is getting under control, kind of like it is in China, and then the day-to-day cases are dropping. I think that'll get people thinking, well, we're probably going to get a little bit closer to the relieving these, asking people not to go out and, you know, go out and congregate in groups. On the grain side, it's probably going to be the same thing unless we have a weather problem. You know, That's the other problem we've got is um, you know, we still got to get this crop planted, and we'll see what happens. I mean, the one thing our group is very, very worried about, we have not seen it. I want to stress this. We have not seen this, but the actual logistics issue could become a realized threat. And what I mean by that, on the beef side, what happens if that packing plant would happen to get an outbreak? How long is that going to be shut down? Can they find new replacement workers? What about the boat or the barge or the rail car unit that has a guy that turns sick? Can they load those rail car units? What about the fertilizer guy? What if that co-op has an outbreak? Can they get the fertilizer to your farm? There's just a lot of unknowns out there. But if there's some sense that we happen to have a wet spring or we cannot get the fertilizer on or something like that, the corn acreage debate gets thrown in the air and all of a sudden it looks like we're not planting as many corn acres corn looks very very cheap If that would happen so weather i think could change the people's psychology but probably the quickest thing right now is probably just calming people's down near nerves down on this virus because right now there's definitely a little bit of panic in the streets as uh you know it seems like it's on the news 24 7 probably the best thing we could do is probably turn off that uh news channel and just uh go read a book and uh do something with your kids and just try to take away take a you know take a breather from this constant rhetoric and fear-driven uh, you know news cycle. Oh boy, I wish we
2: could. We've got the uh, the news on right here in the office. We got a press conference going on as we speak. Markets are now down 2,200 points here on the Dow. Boy, Jim, these are volatile times. Listeners are probably looking for ways to manage some of their market risk. How can they get a hold of you to get some of their question a- questions answered?
1: Um, they can reach any of the AgMarket.net uh, brokers at 844-424-6758.
2: Fantastic, Jim McCormick with AgMarket.net. Thanks for taking the time to chat with us. And I guess we're just going to have to watch the
1: headlines at least to
2: see what's going to move these markets for a little while longer. It sounds like.
1: Yeah, that is pretty much what it is. Keep your, you know, the the headline of the virus is going to be the key at least for another week or two, week to ten days, I fear.
2: Fantastic. Well, Jim, thanks so much for talking to us. We'll catch up with
1: you again later. All right, thank you for having me on.
0: Well again a big thank you there to Jim. Do make sure and connect with him on Twitter if you're not already doing so at JP McCormick on Twitter. You can also connect with us on Twitter, can't they, Mike?
2: They absolutely can. They should do so by visiting at Ag News Daily on Twitter, on Facebook, and on Instagram. And Delaney, before we go, it's probably worth noting that listeners, thanks to your support, we are very excited to announce that as of Sunday, Delaney Saturday, yes, Sunday, we turned three years old here at Ag News Daily.
0: Yeah, crazy to think that we've been dealing with each other for three years, Mike. That's
2: why I've got what little hair I have left is turning gray, Delaney.
0: Fantastic. I love it. I'll continue to make it turn gray.
2: Fantastic. Well, listeners, thanks for being a part of us for the past three years. We encourage you to let us know what we can do to always be better and more responsive to your needs. Hit us up on those places or visit our website at agnewsdaily.com. Tell us what we can do to make sure that we are your favorite source of daily agricultural news. With that, Delaney, shall we let the listeners go?
0: Let's let them go.